something that you don't want to forget or you always want to remember. When you, when you, when you step outside of that comfort zone and be vulnerable, it can like really resonate with other people. Like being present, being in the flow state, just having fun, have fun. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm down. All right. We are live on Abracadabra. Sorry about the technical difficulties. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I have a very special guest today. We have Borak. He's a producer. He is a DJ. He's a guitarist and a dear friend. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so excited to be here with you too, Antoinette. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, probably during the COVID, Abracadabra. Abracadabra is the winner. Blondish and her Twitch, like entity, is the winner. So I've been actually wanted to be on the Abracadabra. I, I wanted to be connected with the Abracadabra for a long time. Most of my friends being live on this channel. Uh, Itai is one of them. Elif is one of them. Uh, you recently started your shows in here, so it's really exciting for me to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I know their community is so beautiful. I it is. I'm so grateful to be here, and yeah, I I appreciate that you see the beauty in this community because it, I'm really just grateful to be a part of it as well. Exactly. The the most beautiful part of it is just it shows the compassion of. I mean, thanks to Blondish. I I I, I don't know the whole spectrum of whole the whole story of how the Abracadabra started. You're a little too close to your mic. Yeah, better. So push it, just push it away from you. Yeah, yeah. Better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfecto. Uh, so, like, it shows the compassion of doing something without expecting anything, just becoming a becoming a medium for the artist that doesn't have the enough amount of exposure, and also pushing the people when you have the enough amount of exposure, like you know when you when you have the ability to reach out big big crowds uh using your power to help out the others you who you think that who deserves it so it's it's a nice thing it's abracadabra is one of the one of the good channels that does that i i I have a mad respect to that mentality Yeah. yeah and it's cool because they really make this platform you're saying that the power it's like they have this platform that has the availability to reach the network of a lot of different people and it's important because they're coming from a place of unconditional love and self-awareness and activism and eco-friendliness and sustainability and self-love and magic and like you know when when some people hear magic they hear that as like a triggering word yeah you know oh yeah and they don't really want to, to say, oh, there's no such thing as magic. Okay, Harry Potter. But if you think of if you think of the quantum reality, if you think of quantum physics, you think, okay, well, what is that? What, what, what actually is that? We don't really know. We don't know what dark matter is. We don't know what the quantum things are. We don't know how a photon in quantum entanglement, when it's divided, it can communicate faster than the speed no. of light when miles away. So, yeah, it's a really beautiful thing that Abracadabra takes the risk and and puts themselves out there on a platform like this to talk about important stuff. Absolutely. Like, as you said, uh, in, in the world, we have tons of different things that we cannot explain, both to ourselves and both to the, like, you know, to the others. Like, for instance, you, you experience something during the day sometimes and you just feel like, 
Like you, you, you want to tell that to, to your best friend. You want to tell that to your wife, to your husband, like what you experienced, but you don't have the words because like, you know, it's, it's just unexplainable. And as you said, I think the name Abracadabra also associated with that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's almost I like... I put a spell on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I, I can watch for that. The 2019 Burning Man Disco Nights, the blonde is that she definitely put a spell on us on that yeah. day. Nas, Nas would say that over here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to start season two with the same three questions uninterrupted by my guests. Um, the first question, how would you describe yourself to someone who doesn't know you? Uh, that is like, I, I think this question would be the, like, should have the biggest and the longest answer, but since Take your time. Yeah. Uh, like I start, I started the performance career, not, not as a DJ, but as a performing artist, like really, really long time ago at the age of maybe like six, seven, taking drama classes, uh, the school clubs, uh, the theater plays. And, uh, since that day, I always saw myself as a performer, you know, the, you know, the, like, you know, that, that generic class clown character. It's just like, you know, oh, look, look, I, I need the attention. Look, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Here's some magical, magical trick. So basically I was that kind of a guy since the early days of my childhood. I just, I was just looking for attention for somehow. And eventually if it evolved into a mentality of like, you know, perform, performing, I, I have to perform. I have to do something. I have to show something. I have to tell a story. So that's why I always call myself besides the DJing and the musical part, a performer. So like the next day, all my DJing acts stops, all my musical acts stops. I know that I'm going to be up on another stage, maybe with a microphone in my head, talking to the microphone, telling some stories, or I'm going to be in a radio studio, or I'm going to be next, sitting next to you on an abracadabra stream, <laughs> like in front of a microphone, but I'm going to perform something, either vocal or see, it even can be a dance. <laughs> it's a, it's an energy. It is. Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, there are so many people like that. We actually, Naz is over here. She's my wife. We, we are talking about this a lot when we are chatting, uh, in our house, uh, again, another generic thought, but like, I, I firmly believe that people have, it's a magical word, but like, you know, clans, like some people are the healers. Some people are the problem solvers. Some people are the entertainers. And if you actually cut their ties with their talent or what they came to this world to do, they just gonna they just gonna fade away. So that's that's what I firmly believe. <clears throat> so that's why I'm thinking that if you're a performer, if you are part of that kind of a clan, that kind of a tribe, it's if that is what you came to this world for, you have to do it. And no matter how many people try to stop you, or no matter how many obstacles you're gonna get in front of your life, you're gonna do that somehow. It doesn't have to be in front of millions of people. It can be in just one single person too, in front of one single person too, but you're going to be performing or uh, same thing applies for the other kind of entities as well. But yeah, you're right. It's an energy. It's just a, it's just a full on feeling. But yeah, going back to your question, I'm a performer. I like to, I like to, I like to consider myself as a performer to a person that who doesn't know about me.
a happy performer. And um, question number two, how are you? How are you feeling right now? Insanely grateful and fulfilled. It's, this is actually something that I realized recently. Thanks to COVID, it has a lot to do with it too. Uh, two years ago, like I, I, came, I came from Turkey to America like four years ago. And I met with my wife in here, we married, and just before the COVID, I started to get bookings in, in America for my DJing career, for my musical career. And when COVID hit, like, really, really hard, when everything just stopped, so, so yes, we went full-on panic mode. What is going to happen? No money. Like, what's going to happen? How, how are we going to solve our day-to-day -day issues, which is like the most essential stuff, like like just 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 the survival stuff, because um, as a person who comes from a different side of the world, like a different country, and a person who didn't figure out much stuff, it can be sometimes like really really scary. Intimidating. But yeah, super intimidating, because I I don't want to say that people didn't go through. Like, or I don't want to say that, like, ah, oh, we had the worst situation, etc. But also... It always be worse. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, you know, for, for the people who were already figured out the life and who were already living in here and who were already uh, at top, at their top game, it's a little bit harder for the other people who were just at the beginning. I think, like, you know, like, I, I think maybe I can even say this for you too, like, because... Things were just started evolving for you like two years ago, even though you have a nice voice and even though you have an established uh, career. But it's just like, you know, you, things were starting to picking up and like, you know, shot. Things just, things just cut down with a scissor. So after two years, I'm so happy that uh, I got back on my feet and I can say that I'm feeling fully fulfilled and grateful uh maybe it's just a, just a huge word but like hopefully nothing like that happens but if when i when i woke up from here if a car hits me i would be gone as a fulfilled grateful man a happy man like i'm happy right now and the last question what's worth remembering what's worth remembering <laughs> Think of what, what if I say a lot of dark stuff today? Oh, sorry. We actually talked about this with you, like, yeah. yesterday. Like, what, what can we say about this? But I think, I, I mean, as a musician, there's something, uh, there's something in the, in, in the hardships. Like, you know, there's, there's some inspiration in the hard times. That's, that's, oh, that's how I see things always. So what's worth remembering is for me is the, the hardest times that you have experienced in your entire life. Because if you are managed to survive out of these situations, that gives you a huge lesson. That's always how I saw it, uh, especially for DJing too. Like for instance, let's say you, you went on a show and whatever you do is just not working. It's just, it's just not happening. Any song that you mix is just like, you know, keeps the situation much worse and worse and worse and worse. 
So it's going to be a hectic show. You're going to suffer from that experience. But the next time, <laughs> there's this dude <laughs> right next to us. But the next time, if, you, if you're in that situation, it means that you're experienced now. So you know how to get yourself out of, from that situation. That's why I like to see the see these kind of stuff as like you know it's always really really worth to remember the hardest times of your entire life and what brought you out from that situation so that you can use it for your good uh in the future in your life as well yeah it's really interesting having you start the podcast i wanted to do that for season two because i wanted to give the platform to someone yeah. to talk about you know vulnerability and what they think is important to remember and yeah, I have to apologize a little bit because there's a little bit of a, a lag that I was figuring out. So if it seemed like I was looking at a bunch of different places and not looking at oh, you, I, don't know. I just want to be honest and vulnerable with you in that moment. But you talk about being the class clown and the first yeah. answer. And I don't even know where you grew up or where you're from. I'm actually Turkish. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in Turkey. Uh, I grew up right across Greece. Like you know, the coast right across Greece. It's a city called Izmir, Izmir, which is actually one of the most liberal cities in Turkey. So it's like you know, while the like we sort of like the Mediterranean people of the Turkey. So it's always sunny in Turkey. They uh, in Izmir they say uh, it's almost like Los Angeles, the California of Turkey. So the vibe is always happy over there. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, even though it's a huge city, just like LA again. Even though it's a huge city, if you are part of the community, everybody knows each other, everybody's friendly, and you sort of grow, grow up with that mentality. So it gives you that aspect of like, you know, if you don't experience really, really uh, obstacles in life, you grew up as like, you know, oh, okay, the life is beautiful, everything is okay, nothing, nothing can go wrong. And so you just sort of grow up in a box. If you're from Izmir, I can say that. And so, people that you knew when you were growing up in Izmir, what would they say about your DJ career? Like, is it surprising to them or does it make sense? Or, like, I don't know about the culture over there. Yeah. As I told you, like, you know, it's a performer. Performer mentality at the age of seven, six. Yeah. Just like, you know, just screaming in the middle of the class. Like, <laughs> hyperactive kid. <laughs> Stuff like that. Some of them are saying, some of them are saying that like, you know, oh, Brock, you did the best decision. You went to America, you went to LA, you hustled for it. And right now it's happening for you. Good job. Bravo. And some of them are saying that, oh man, this, this was meant to be happening. Like you, you were already there. It was just a matter of time that things were, things were, things were going to start to happen for you. So some of them are surprised. Some of them are not surprised, but one thing is common. They supporting me fully. I'm so happy for that. That right. gives you gives you a little bit like you know intimidating feeling as well. It makes well, you though. feel safe. It makes you feel safe when people receive you. That is and correct. Approve of you or give you validation. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it's just it just gives you the feeling of okay, I'm in the right path. I'm I'm doing okay. Like uh, the answer that I give, uh, like how do you feel fulfilled and grateful? Like in order to feel that, you have to have some. Uh, reaction, I think, because like you know, you. I mean, it would be, it would, it would doesn't make any sense. Uh, it wouldn't make, it wouldn't be making any sense if you were just like you know, like self-diagnosing yourself. Like, oh, holy shit! This music is really good. This set was the insane, the most beautiful set ever. 
like it, it wouldn't make any sense if you were if you're just self claiming those mm-hmm. so there should be some support coming out from the other people for instance again the musical part you remember the desert set that i played like when i went down mm-hmm. i was just like you know i was miserable i was telling you that like i'm trying to it's like you know the uh there was a technical difficulty inter- intergalactic yeah there was that was nothing. I know. That I know, but nothing. you see, you see how I'm feeling yeah. about it. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I didn't come down and say like, you know, oh, it was great and everything. But you were, you were the, you were the, uh, you were I the ran safe up zone to him. for me. Yeah. I ran up to him. Thank you, and thank I was you like, so much you for that, by the way. <laughs> crushed it. That was my favorite set of the weekend. I was so upset. I was so And it's crazy because, well, I mean, Coming, I'm not usually in the crowd. You yeah. Know, usually I'm showing up like with all my stuff, trying yeah. to set up. I was watching you too. Like, no, you were jumping on the night. Yeah. And I, I, I was there, you know, kind of the whole weekend. And so I saw yeah. everything from like the audio struggles that they had from day one. And then I was there and everybody was playing this like really like beautiful chill music and i'm like people have been locked up in their yeah. houses not hugging people not kissing people not meeting new people not seeing people's faces people's faces have been covered and you know we're over here chill and i'm just like waiting for this party to pop off and you and get up there <laughs> and you're like i'm gonna reset this and it popped off every single track was driving it had just energy behind oh, it man. and the crowd went nuts i don't know if you noticed but the crowd like tripled or quadrupled when you went up duke leave him alone <laughs> him. I, I really want to i really want to show him can, you can, can i do it with the camera no 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 or, oh sorry well c- you can move. if you put it back but you can see him right now oh okay they, they can you see, see him on both cameras yeah deuce we 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 just become friends with this today he's just he's just my best friend now deuce deuce he's the cutest little deuce if I throw it, he's gonna come back, right? Yeah. Just tell him. Just tell him no. Come here, Deuce. No. Deuce. Deuce. Deuce, sit down. It's okay. It's fine. Come here. As long as he doesn't hit the stuff. He's like, you didn't scratch my butt, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a strong dog, by the oh, way. Yeah. Good boy. But yeah. By the way, the, uh, just, like I could, I couldn't stay for the rest of the night that long. Mm-hmm. But your set was looking insane too from the videos and everything. I know that you you did the the hybrid thing. Yes, you'd be the only person who who understood me on that night because I know that you had the technical hardship over there too. You brought your bass guitar and like you know you plug it in, <laughs> but the levels are not working. The booth, one of the monitors is shutting itself down. The, oh, the, the that 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 booth monitor in the middle of my set. It was insane. like clack 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 clack, and I was like, what's happening? I was like, did something? Else? I was like, oh my gosh, oh my god! And then I realized, and I was like, just turn it off. I was like. I I don't yeah. need it. I, I'll just mix in my headphones. I don't need to hear that. And they kept trying to come back and turn it on. I was like, no, I don't need That's it. That's also another thing too. Like, you know, when, when, the, when the hardship happens, like, you know, they were just coming at you and like, you know, they were, they, they were, they, when, when they talk to you, especially a man like me, like hyperactive, like extreme severe ADHD mm-hmm. in the middle of a set, when someone starts to talk to me, it's just, I, I, I get distracted. Anything can happen. I can stop the CDJs. I can, while I'm trying to mix, I can stop the song. It's, it's, it happened a couple times, actually. No, but honestly, I'm telling you right now, I'm very particular. I'm quite judgy. I don't try to be, but I just am naturally. Yeah, and, I think you know your self-worth. I did not notice one of those moments. And I would no? tell you. I would be the first to tell you. It didn't happen. Oh, okay. It really didn't. Oh, I think that... You. 
you have to remember as a DJ, we're listening for maybe a minute before everyone else is listening to to fucking to beat matching that's yeah. off because we're trying to learn we're trying to train our ear okay this is more to the left this is what it sounds more to the right so we think it sounds worse than it is because oh, we're yeah, listening because we the to first it ones here, yeah, yeah so we're not getting the full effect as the dj no. you know like and 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 i'm telling you i was i was front and center for your whole set and i did not hear it and i think that Love you're it. right you're a little hard on yourself yeah i am I am actually, I'm actually too hard on myself. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I. Aren't you too? I'm so hard on myself. I know there you are too. There was two transitions last night that I was like, I was feeling so good. I wasn't letting them bother me during the set. I was like, whatever. I was like, there's one where I had three CDJs going at once. I was doing a lot. I was like, yeah. Why do you you your setup your setup grows? pretty exponentially right I know. now. Well, your that's, rig I thought you're adding this, a lot of stuff. I thought this week would be very simple because I'm like, well, you know, I'm in a new location. I'm just going to do a DJ set. I'm just going to do a DJ set and not worry about singing or bass or, or my push to. Yeah. And it's still, my computer was like crashing bef right before I went on. So I was on the phone with Clow. Thank goodness for Clow, Abracadabra's uh, tech guy. And yeah, it was just so frustrating. So it, it, it It does get in your head, and it, yeah, it yeah, is of a there. There is a certain level of when you say perform per se, right? Yeah, is putting your essence, the deepest part of your soul, out there naked for people. Absolutely, and it's intimidating. You know, of course, you want people to like you. Of course, you want to please people. But if you think about it like this, if you think, okay, I'm just gonna worry about what I think is cool. I'm just gonna worry about what feels good for me. It takes all that power away, but it's hard to do that because we've been brainwashed ever since we were little from, you know, media everywhere, from magazines to radio to, to you know, billboards to, to everything. Yeah. So we think, oh, I need to be something. I need to be this to be appreciated or I need to be. F and, and even exactly e even this year, you know, I'm turning 30 pretty soon here in like a month. And, you know, I've, I've got cellulite for the first time. And I'm like, whoa, like this is This is crazy. Like, I'm, like, looking in the mirror. I'm, like, and, like, a part of me, I'm, like, I kind of like it. I'm, like, <laughs> I do. I'm, like, you know, I'm not, like, a, I do work out. I'm active. But, like, I like it. And it's crazy because I'm hesitant to like it because of yeah. what I've been told, what's right and what's wrong. I think it's it has a lot to do with the COVID. I think it has a lot to do with the worldwide lockdown. Uh, this two-year period sort of <laughs> The COVID-15. 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 No, I think this two-year period taught us, uh, like, how, how to self-love, how to self-acceptance. Becoming self-acceptance? Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, self-acceptance, for uh, sure. Self-acceptance, like, uh, it, it, it thought us, just because we had to stay with ourselves for a long time, Like for instance, I'm 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 pretty talkative guy. I always go out. I like before COVID, COVID era. Yesterday night I went to one of my friends' show shows and I saw a lot of, of my good friends. But it was really hard for me to communicate with them. Like, you know, do genuine conversations. It's not because that I don't like I'm not really good at speaking English or not, like or I'm not a native speaker or not. It, it was just really hard. 
So I'm, I'm, I think right now we're all lacking experience of human interaction a little bit mm-hmm. after two years, even though we have our the inner circle, the best friends, etc. But also at the same time, like the yin side of if this if this one is the yin side of it, the yang side would be we learned how to self accept ourselves a little more. Just like you said, like when you look at the mirror. You see the first time in your body, like, you know, a cellulite and you say, like, you know, okay, I'm growing. It's like, you know, it shows some maturity. It's just like, you know, it's, I'm going to accept this. It actually looks beautiful. Like stuff like that, which is not easy. But I think when you reach to that point, it's just, it resolves a lot of problems in your life. Well, the crazy thing is, it's like, I'm bisexual. I like women. It doesn't bother me on other women. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. But why would I, why would I? judge myself you know and i think you're right Being hard on yourself yeah, yeah i think i think that it's just like a combination of being out of our element and not connecting with people and then to the other side of it it's like yeah being really hard on yourself it's accepting yourself it's like instead of just, worried about someone else to accept you yeah like i i see myself lucky on that on that one because again so you know nothing about the Turkish culture, right? Like I know this is what I know about the <laughs> Turkish culture. One of my mom's best friends, so like my auntie, Aicha, she is so Turkish, so amazing. She's Aicha. got a ju- Aicha. She got a jewelry line. She's got amazing kids. I used to babysit. She would cook the best meat. She always wanted to feed me. And I'm like <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> I'm Brandon like, just <laughs> I might have to tell him to turn that down a little bit. That's okay. Uh, am I, am I messing up? If they're hearing it, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think it's pretty loud. Um, but yeah, I know that she was always trying to feed me and she would always cook this like really decadent, like just such good food. Yeah. You know? So yeah, the, 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 exactly. It just comes out from the goodness. Just like, you know, she thinks that. She has to treat you right and, like, you know, she has to serve you. Like, what if Antoinette is hungry? Let's just, let's, let's just feed her. So, it's the Turkish people, Turkish mindset is super traditional. So, traditional means that you, you have these limits. You have to look in a certain way. You have, to, you have to live in a certain way. Those kind of stuff are being taught to you when you're, when you're a little kid. Same thing in America too. Maybe some point in your life that like, you know, you were thought to, you were taught to like, you know, okay, as Antoinette von der Mark, you should, you should always be at your A game and you should never have cellulites, cellulites or something. Maybe that's what you were taught in, in back then. But even though you were taught, it doesn't bother you seeing it on the other woman, but you're just being super hard on yourself. And again, it's really it's really hard to get over that mentality. But when you get over it, it's just like super, super big problem solver in your entire life. Like I'm, I'm not there. I'm talking like this, but I'm not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm it's, super hard it's, on myself. It's it's a work in progress. I think that Correct. you know that's a human experience. It's always going to be one of those things that like you know we're constantly learning in different degrees, and I think. The most interesting thing about this topic is that when you were saying that, I was thinking of like, okay, well, where did this habit come from? Like when, when I was a kid, like where, where did that start? And I think personally for me, I've always just kind of wanted to be approved. So that's for me, I'm like, okay, so I just kind of like 
have, I'm always like, well, what would they think of that? <laughs> that's just like my yeah. habit. And in order to break that habit, you have to understand like, oh, okay, that's what I do. And then you say, okay, well, do I want to continue to do that? No, I, I, I actually don't want to continue to do that. How am I going to shift this? How am I going to, how am I going to shift this into something that serves my highest self? It's, it's extremely, extremely like overwhelming. Don't you think that I, I'm, I'm exactly like that too, by the way, like, you know, looking for approval con constantly. Oh, I've been looking for an approval constantly. Uh, like if, even, even musically, like even you performing after your sets, like, or during the sets, I sometimes just keep asking people that like, you know, how does it sound? Is it good? It's like, it's okay. Are you guys enjoying? I, I completely know. know how that feels. Like, I'm like, you guys liked it's it, right? Like, that was sick, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just overwhelming. It's just this, like, you know, yeah. constant looking for constant search for approval, the acceptance. Like, are, are you liking me? Like, do you like me? Am I, am I good enough for you? That mentality. I personally believe that it's, you're born in 1991, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah. We are at the same age. Yeah. When did you turn 30? Uh, September 9th. Oh, so you're not, I'm older than you. <laughs> like a month, just one month. But I'm Virgo, a little psycho. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But, but yeah, the, uh, it, it, it's a problem of our generation. I'm not, sh I'm not sure the people in the chat, how old they are, but six, with the with the social media with with the with the beauty norms with the uh with the uh, with the other people having stuff and you're not having it it's just like you know it's just society in this in this black hole and you just constantly look for acceptance which is also i'm really really grateful about that like you know i just realized it i i, I have a cousin who's in turkey right now uh ozzy and he made me realize it because, like, even it, even before my sets, a DJ, if there's a DJ that I really like, I, I was just going at him and, like, you know, I was just giving him his own discography and just looking for his approval, trying to be his, be his best friend. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it just comes out from this, like, you know, can you please accept me sort no. of mentality, which is extremely overwhelming that I'm also working on, too. But I'm pretty sure... It's a society issue. It's a generational there's, issue. There's two things I want to say about that. Number one, I completely know what you mean, what it feels like to be super overwhelmed after a set and be yeah. like really wanting to verbally, words of affirmation, hear that I did a good job. And, and that like was instantly, sick. reaction. Yeah. yeah. There's one thing, I, I'm guilty of this and it's very hard for me. I will say, I've been trying lately to just reaffirm, 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 and, 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 and say things that like to myself. So give myself permission to celebrate myself. Yeah. No matter if there were technical difficulties and the show was late or no matter if there's noises that I'm not happy with yeah. or anything along that kind of, you know, spectrum. But the other thing is, you know, you talked about, uh, uh, people in the chat these these people are you know 30s and up i i see that swiftmost at 33 someone else at 81 yeah. yeah and um for me i've noticed that when i mean when i was in junior high i got a cell phone i got a razor you know i got, I got the first like brick cell phone okay <laughs> and so that generation behind us like us yeah. included i'm guilty of this too i'm not trying to hate but like us and everyone younger has this 
medium of connection that isn't really connection. No. It's it's a facade. You post, usually people post the best selves. You know, there are some people that just post cellulite now, and there are some people that just post, you know, whatever they're feeling, if they're sad or if they're not. But for the majority of the 15 millions and billions of people on this application of sharing themselves through connection, yeah, it's a constant comparison. That's what your brain does. That's actually what your brain does. Even right now, I'm looking at you. I'm like, oh, I know him. I've met him in the past. It's not thinking these things, but this is how your brain actually functions. This is how it fires and wires. So if you have this application in front of you and you see, like, this is what happens to me. I'll see somebody with a, with like on a lineup that I wish I was on. And I'll, I'll just be like, what the heck? You know, why am I not on that line? <laughs> or like, or I'll see someone killing it and I'll it. be like, man, I need to, I need more content to kill it. And it's just like, yeah. okay, stop. That is not living your life. That is sharing your life. But for some reason, because there's an addictive quality about this type of attention that we become attached to. Absolutely. We become more focused on the end result as opposed to the journey this is this is so correct and i think like it happens because that like throughout long terms you try it so hard you work for it you you work for that euphoria so hard but you don't realize like how hard you're working and every now and then it just happens you you get the reaction that you want and your brain automatically starts to thinking that, okay, it worked out. They like me because of this. Yeah. So even though I don't like this, I should do that so that they like me more. Like, you know, this is what is working. I, so that's the, that's the safe zone. Like, you know, your comfort zone. Because just because that something worked out, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't always have to be that, like, you know, you like it, you enjoy it. But it's just comforting you so that you keep just doing it, doing it, doing it again. But I think the bigger fulfillment is when you start taking risks on that one. I I don't know if you have any examples on that one, but I have a perfect example. With, with, in regards to Instagram or social media? Like, no, in general, and also performing as a DJ as well. Let's hear it. So before 2019 Burning Man, I was, I had this style of tech house and like, you know, I was just trying to go with the, the Beatport Fit list. Fit the mold. Yeah. Fit the popular mold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the popular top 10 tracks. Like, all the time. And I went to Burning Man and we were, I think it was the fourth day or the third day or something. So Kasbah Sunrise at the Kasbah. The only stage. place to do Sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> Sabo and Goldcap is about to play. I was there. Hey, oh, I was at, oh, actually, 2009. I'm pretty Bur- sure I gave you a Nas a hug. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one, but I'm 2019 sure. Burning Man is I'm also the, sure. the year that we met, you, you and me, for the first time. What? At the calculus set, you were playing it. Like, that's you know, when I met you? Yeah, that was I the first like time you and me long- met. Oh, that's right, because I'm... You know Nas uh, for a long time. Yeah, but. okay, okay. Well, yeah, people people going to say, who's this Nas character? <laughs> like, you know, she, she's, she must be someone. But yeah, 2019 Burning Man Cosmo. A little background Can you guys music. Hear that music. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, 
I I turned Naz is my wife. I turned my wife and I said like you know Sabo and Gold Cab. It's just don't you think it's super mellow? Let's just go for somewhere else for a sunrise. Carl Cox is she playing at District. She knows what's good. She, she was knew. gonna slap me. You should you should have seen her face. Like you know the reaction she gave me. Like what do you mean? Like just shut up and come there. Like and as soon as they start their set, I saw something insanely beautiful and unorthodox for an electronic music set they were playing gypsy kings they were playing rolling stones they were playing led zeppelin dance remixes down tempo 105 bpms the 93 bpms like at the time i was only playing 123 and up like it's it's something that i've never experienced my entire life and that's when i thought and understood that holy shit you should you should have taken risks like just kill your comfort zone get out of that comfort place and just start taking risks and after that in just one set like i i dropped the bpm from 120 to 105 like woof, instantly and it made the biggest impact that i've ever experienced so far in my career so that's when I understood that, like, you know, if you actually don't stay in that comfort zone and if you start taking risks and if the bigger the risk, the outcome will be bigger as well. It's it actually works out pretty well for you. It's funny that you word it that way, because when when I'm hearing this experience, I'm hearing you following your intuition and following your inspiration. Correct. And there is that's, risk in that. That is also correct. Because too. it is scary to say this is what I'm about. This is what I think is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like something that. Now, now I can comfortably say that, like, you know, it doesn't matter where you, where's the market, where you, where you buy your songs or where you buy your content or where you buy your samples mm -hmm. now, but I can now comfortably say that if I'm playing something, it's just because that I'm loving it. Like I yeah. enjoy it. If yeah. the audience likes it too, beautiful. I found the balance. That's something that I like the common point and the audience likes it as yeah. well. But this mentality never changes from now on. Like whatever i do is something that i like yeah. and it has to be that way too yeah i had a very similar experience like i uh, i didn't just like when i first started i was all over the place and a lot of people were like you can't change the bpm more than 10 points or five points in a set that's an hour long or you can't you know mix out a key and what? or you can't do that genre thing and i'm like, like yeah, these people saying these i'm stuff. like okay <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah sure i'm gonna break all the rules before i know how to break them yeah but for me, it was 2018. It was my first year DJing at Burning Man. I DJed so much, and I saw DJ Tennis just absolutely crush it and play music that I've never even heard the genre before. Look at this hummingbird. Look at this hummingbird. Hi. I was actually watching it. It came from there, too. Um, That's yeah, such a beautiful and, yard. Right? It's so beautiful. And I just, like, in my head, I'm like, okay what is this? Like, I, 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 it was like acid, groovy house. Right. Like, it just like made me move, but also like got the party going. And then I saw him. So before that, I didn't play any type of acid or techno or tech house. And it was DJ Tennis's set of 2018. Then 2019, I saw him at Nikki Beach. Mickey Beach. Yeah. 
And I uh, gave him a necklace because I was just like, <laughs> like again, like I already thought I had understood the genre. And for the next like three or four months, I kept making playlists like Ode to Tennis or Ode to DJT or Ode to Tennis Balls. Like, like I made like six playlists. I've never even played them. Like I should probably do like an Ode you to should, Tennis like set. But yeah, like it's just one of those things where you see someone else doing it. And it gives you permission. Yeah. So, it, it, bravo. That's, I think that, like, it, you, you, you couldn't put it better. Like, because, like, you know, you know the solution in your mind. Like, you thought about this. And you can apply, by the way, guys, you can apply this to anything in the world. Uh, did I move it again? No, no, I'm no, sorry. It's, I'm, every time I do this, it's acting up. Mm. Maybe like that. Like, uh, here, I'll show you. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like shaking. But yeah, uh, so that's what I uh, what I was trying to say is like you know you thought about this. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, now I have a glitch effect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can apply this to anything in your life. We're talking about music, but because like you know we both DJs and yeah. we we do we produce music, but I think this this can be applied to anything in the life. You sometimes think about stuff and you know the solution you say to yourself that if i do it this way it's gonna happen like there is no risk in it but you just don't have the courage to take the leap of faith but one day one year later two years later three years later you're walking on walking down the street and you saw a guy you see a guy doing the exact same thing that you dreamt about you planned in your mind for a long time and it works out that way, right at the same spot, and it just works perfectly. And again, as you said, instantaneously, it gives you the permission to do so. So I think the question is why we are not doing it, why we are not just like taking that step while we're thinking that, while we're believing everything that we planned out going to work out so perfectly. We just, we just don't, we are just not doing it. We just expect. We just uh, waiting for the other per other people's permission to to make it happen. To see to see that like you know they their way is working out, so that you can do the exact same thing. Well, in order to give yourself permission, you have to be aware enough to realize you're not giving yourself permission, and right. that's yeah. the biggest thing that I think is important for me to remember right now is that I'm constantly trying to communicate with people or connect with people in a certain way. And there are things that I notice in myself. I'm like, Oh, I'm doing that again. I, I, I really don't want that to be in my circle right now. I don't want to continue to be that way. How can I shift that? And it's always saying I'm wrong. Yeah. I have room for improvement. What are my tools? What's the process and understanding? How can I remind myself to fix this? Because Correct. it is, it's the awareness in the moment that we are not taught. And so we're so far away from the awareness in the moment, not being present. Yeah, exactly. Just, just constantly worrying about what could happen while we should worry about just like, you know, what happens like while you're doing it like you know mm -hmm. the instant reaction the the simultaneous reaction we don't we, we usually don't worry about those stuff we try we think that ah, it's it's okay we can fix it on the go 
But we just like gonna worry about so much about what might happen and what could happen, what couldn't, what what should happen, what shouldn't happen. It's just like you know, it stops us a lot. Like for instance, like for 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 your I th even for this, did you forget? I think this is such a beautiful concept, and I think it's it's really well thought. I. Uh, I know the first season went really well for you too when you were doing it on your own. I mean, obviously it worked out pretty well. Now it's on Abracadabra, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I'm, I, I think it was a, it was a it was a work uh, it was a work that was being planned for a long, long time. So maybe you were worried about what could happen. To be maybe. real, to be real honest, it was. I had tried to do it a better, better a long time ago, and I didn't have the courage to listen to myself yeah, and to learn how to edit. I didn't think I could do it, and I didn't believe in myself at all. And then I had an acid journey, and it just was like, you need to yeah. share what brings you joy. And so I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do a podcast, I'm going to want to talk about remind like every time I do the podcast, I have to edit it. I have to listen back to it. I listen sure. to it. So it's like, okay, well, what do I want to remember? Things that are important to remember. <laughs> well, what's important to remember? Let's figure it out. Well, well, now what is worth to remember? Let's let's all about think about that. Yeah. What's Correct. up, Elida? What's up, Wudo Music? Tree of the Way. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Croc Zombie. Okay, so earlier Swiftmo asked. Yeah, I was actually looking to the questions too. Uh, earlier, earlier. Sorry, it was a while ago. If COVID went on for another year. What would be your thought process on how to continue in continuing your career as a DJ? That's a really good question. I was waiting for the right moment to ask yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's just it's like I'm, I'm at the place that I don't, I don't care about it. I don't care about it at all right now. I'm just going to keep doing myself, keep doing me. I mean, it seems like you're adding new element. What is going on over I there? I have no idea. <laughs> like, it's the, the, the perfect example of Murphy Laws for you right now today, Antoinette. I'm like... <laughs> like, me and Antoinette were so excited for this stream, by the way. <laughs> Everything went wrong in the beginning. We were I'd, so, so excited. The internet wasn't working. I couldn't realize the internet wasn't working. Yeah. It was late. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like... You know, I could have sat here and been like, oh, I'm so humiliated. I'm so embarrassed. No. Like, that's where my We habit... could have canceled it. You did yeah. not. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's a later time. <laughs> and this is in flow. And it is beautiful. And it's working out. Sometimes the, the, the camera is glitching. I have to take it away and do something. Sometimes it's not. It's what being present is. It's, it's what I, going I with it's, the flow is. It works is. perfect right now. Murphy's Law, but for, but for, for streaming. streaming. <laughs> Twitch I Law. Like, I feel like for Swiftmo's question, my mom asked me during the pandemic, because I, I moved home for 10 months, you know? And she was like, well, what if the rest of our life, there's going to be a virus or something that's going to keep humans from being able to physically be near each other? Like yeah. fucking apocalyptic shit. And I just looked at her, and I was so butthurt, and I was, like, crying, and I was like, how could you ever say that? <laughs> and then I, like, sat there for, like, for my then I sat there self. for a week and really thought about it. And I'm like, what if, you know, what if something like that happens? Yeah. What if our water is irreversible? And what if the plastic we produce is irreversible? And, you know, humans die. Like, and, and for the next 10 years, 5 years, you know, what, how do I want to spend this time on Earth? Like... What's important? And the question to myself intimidated me beyond belief. I was like really overwhelmed thinking about 
doing something else besides DJing. Were you able to find the answer? No, I literally looked at my mom before I left when I was moving, packing up my car and crying. Like, I don't think I could do anything else. I love <laughs> this so much. Yeah. That's why, that's why I call myself as the performer. Yeah. If, if, the, if the concept of DJing erases itself from the world... I'll probably just gonna put a put a little hat on my on my head and just take a microphone in my hand and I'm just gonna start walking on the streets. Look at me performing! <laughs> well, that's the that. cool thing about Twitch. Yeah, uh, there you go. Now, now you, we we have a it, medium there, over yeah. here. And it's cool because gamers have figured this shit out for years. We're late in the game. It's insane. What do you? How do you see that thing? By the way, like you know, people actually watching another people playing games yeah like a, like a lot of the, about it? i mean i've i've gone down twitch holes okay because i you know oh, when yeah, i first started my channel yeah i was like okay what's what's this about there are 24-hour animal you can watch any type of animal there's a guy that feeds raccoons hot dogs there is uh snm where people or not SNM, <laughs> amsr oh yeah the asmr like, a, like stuff like, like yeah right <laughs> yeah it's fucking weird and, but I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, there are moments where I'm like, what is this about? I'm intrigued. I'm not going to spend my time doing this because I, I have my own so weird. busy yeah. thing. But, and then sometimes when I watch the video gamers, you know, they have so much personality. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like what Swiftmo just said. It's like no different than people watching people play sports on TV. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so boring. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it, it can be fun. That's why a lot of people drink beer and eat nachos. SNM is not a platform. <laughs> I know that one is a Rihanna song. That's only. on Don't You Forget. <laughs> <laughs> don't You Forget. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't yeah. you forget. Like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, to, to going back to the question, the... Uh, like if if COVID goes one more year, how could you approach to your DJing career? What would you do? Like I, what I would do is just keep doing what I did during the uh, the COVID. I put so much energy on my own podcast, the uh, the radio show, the UKO podcast radio show. It's, it's like where keep, can you find that? What what is that? Where can you find that? Uh, it's on SoundCloud. They you, they can find it on Apple Music too. It was on Spotify, but they, they cut it because of the royalties, I guess. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have a radio background from Turkey, and I, I just wanted to do this underground dance music radio show. Just every now and then, I pop in with the microphone and just saying the with the radio voice, now you're listening to this, da -da -da -da. and then going back out. Uh, I would probably keep doing that. It's because just because that's something that I love, but I know that I would I would figure figure something out. Now I don't have anything in my mind. But also I graduated from the production course, the Tool Room Academy. I know that I would produce music originals. I'm working on it a lot too. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I produce music too. Yeah. So it's like that can take a lot of time. To be honest, when the world started opening back up, I was like, oh god. Like I'm not. I have more things I want to learn, and I want to stay in my basement. Oh, like, I'm not. I'm not ready to world to be open yeah, back yeah. up. Right? I'm like, wait, wait. Can nobody have sets? I don't want this. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that that element of FOMO kicks in. Oh, I, I, yeah. The, the the FOMO is in the uh, like like w what if I'm not ready enough kind of FOMO or no FOMO like I'm missing out. Oh yeah. You're missing out. 
Yeah. That's just me personally. No, but, but what do you feel that you're missing out at the beginning of the I feel like, like I'm missing out on this story that is a trajectory of my momentum. Ah. Oh, you know, like I'm like, it. oh, like if people don't see me, people are going to forget about me. <laughs> like, or, oh, like I'm becoming non, like, oh, non-essential. Like, I'm actually going to be super open on that one. Like yeah. if I, I have this constant noise in the back of my head, actually, what if... I don't ever get booked again. Like, what if, what if everything <laughs> stops? It's just, it's extremely overwhelming too. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm saying this to, I don't know. I chose Croc Zombie. <laughs> don't, 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 don't go too hard on yourself, Croc Zombie. <laughs> Seriously. I think, I think, uh, it goes back to like being present with honoring what you need. And sometimes I'll catch myself now, like being a little bit more aware being really impatient or frustrated yeah. or um, judgmental. And I'm like, wait, 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 let's just take a step back. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Are you hungry? Are you tired? What do you need? What do you really want? And for me, I'm, I'll be vulnerable with you and just be honest. Like, you know, I have a really nasty, deep habit of seeking male approval more so than women. Like, I don't really care about what women think of me. I mean, of course, I would like them to like me, but for some reason, my core... You know, I think it's because my dad you know, raised me. I think my core, I want women or want men to approve of me or give me physical touch to like show me that I've done a good job or that I'm validated. Being good enough yeah. for the other And people. so I think that knowing that, you know, I can become more present with like, oh, I need to hold myself right now. I need to take a bath and like worship my skin because yeah. that's what I'm expe- that's what I'm daydreaming about some guy giving me like some bubble bath <laughs> shit it's like no it's like or sometimes I'll crave like a man to reach out to me and, and tell me have a conversation with me and Aww. I'm like well what's this conversation I'm trying to have with myself so, so nice I take out my you, she's so open about it right now it's just like you, it gave me fucking goosebumps <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so at, nice. at one point in my life, I was embarrassed about it. I was humiliated. I was like, oh, no one wants me. But it's like, now it's like, I want me. Yeah. This is great. I really appreciate everything that I have going on. But in, in moments, the firing and wiring is still there. And once those firing and wiring of your brain go on, hormones are released. And you can become addicted to cortisol or whatever the stress hormone is. And so there are these moments where you feel like... and it's like what is actually happening what is actually the truth of the matter what are you making a different story what's this because everything it's like yin and yang that's a balance of life there's always going to be the positive and there's always going to be the negative even if someone's getting raped even if someone's getting murdered even if someone is buying a new car for the first time there's always the yin and yang exactly and it's hard to remember that when you're not training yourself to be present with yourself Beautiful. No, you are absolutely correct. And um, I'm still, I'm still processing that how open you were. It's, it's, it takes so much courage to people to be that open. You, you're not from LA, do you? Born and raised? I'm no. from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. But I came here Same like time. eight years ago. So I, so, and how long you been living by yourself? Uh, since I was 18, I got my own place. There you go. No, 
I mean, um, America is is Wild West. You guys don't understand this because you're living in grew America. Yeah. You grew up in here. But for the people who comes from the other side of the world, this is Wild West. Like, you know, <laughs> this is seriously hard. Like, live, especially California, especially L.A. Los Angeles is such a hard city to survive and stand up on your feet. You usually figure it out. But you have to go through so much... Like you, you have to sacrifice so much of your comfort that you are used to, that it actually, it actually takes a lot of you. And I, I don't know if it's like you start to think that if it's worth it or not. It's worth it. It, it worths it. So you should do it. You should definitely do it. But it doesn't it raises the reality. It doesn't defy the reality that like you know it's a fucking wild west in here. So for me, coming from a different side of the world, and taking into that hardship or for you having the courage of coming out of, outside of your house stepping outside of your comfort zone in your house and starting a new life in LA or in Oakland at the age of 18 that is I think the first day that you start realizing something like you start realizing that like I'm worth something I'm, I'm made of I'm, I'm made of flesh and bone I, I can be hurt I, I need approval but do I really need a pool? Like stuff like that. It just it just pushes you to to an insane insane loop of thinking, which is extremely useful for you. And again, I don't know what where would I be if I didn't come here, if I didn't just turn my back to my friends. Like you know, if I if I said, Oh shit, I'm so happy in he, here in Turkey with my best friends, I'm everything is going really good. And I don't know where would I be right now if I thought that way. Instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to take the leap of faith. Just grab your backpack, Borak, hop on the plane, come to America, kill all the family savings and try to make a, make a living out of it, out of fear. And luckily it worked out and it matured me so much. Like you, you, you wouldn't hang out with me four or five years ago. I'm, trying to, I'm serious on that one. We, we, we would Why like not? each other. <laughs> Why not? Because I... I the way the way I see the world, the way I perceive the world was was so so childish that you would say that okay, kiddo, you you haven't seen enough yet. Just go play play in the sand. You would say that. Like the the. I do have a weird theory about musical genres, taste, and awareness in life. Yeah. Like I feel like I can tell a lot by a person by what music they listen to. So when you said to me that when you met. Or when you were at Burning Man with Nas, yeah, Nas, and that set blew your mind, and then you wanted to go to there, and you were playing Tech House. I'm like, mm, she probably whipped you into shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nas is my biggest judge on the dance floor. Like, <laughs> once again, Nas, if you're here, just say hi, show yourself. She something. was, she was saying hi earlier. Yeah, like if I if I play something that wouldn't fit to that set, and like you know, it's it if. Usually, those when when it comes to those times, it's too obvious for me. Like you know, it's it's like a panic play, panic cue, for me. Like if if it doesn't fit, that it's it sh kills the moment. That headspace is the hardest headspace to be yeah. in. Yeah, because then you, just you, comes to me your in ears, those moments. Your ears stop working. Yeah. So then you can't beat match properly. You're like, yeah, like and, and then you're like you're, you're like your too scared. Starts. You're too scared to like keep looking through your playlist for like a better song. Yeah. You're just like panic play. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, 
uh, this worked. This song actually worked at 1995 at uh, this. Uh, like, <laughs> it doesn't work out yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. Lately, I've been trying to really. I mean, I haven't. I haven't felt that way in a while, just because I've been having bigger sets. So I've been over preparing. Yeah. But lately, my conversation in my head is always like, "Do I want to listen to this right now?" Perfect. Yeah. Because it's just mostly streaming. So it's like, and then, you know, some of the voices I'm like, well, what if that's too, what if that's too, like, relaxing for them? Or what if that's too mm -hmm. ethereal for them? Or, you know, what if that's too beautiful? What if they don't get it? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not here to be got. I'm here yeah. to give. You, you say give? give? I'm not here to be got. I'm oh, here yeah. to give. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Right? So that's what my little affirmation is, like, when I'm insecure about choosing... Because, you know, sometimes I'll listen to, like, 12 tracks in between tracks. Like, I really don't know what I'm playing every Well, time. I mean, it, it, this is something recently I started doing. One hour. Let's say you divide your set into one, one hours. Four hour set. Four one hour sets. In one hour, I usually play... 13 to 15 songs. That's what I realized. 13 to 15 songs. If when I started seeing it that way, it started to to be less and less and less intimidating and less work for me. Instead of going through 2500 songs in your playlists, I started saying to myself for the first hour of my set, I just need 13 or 15 songs that follows a key pattern that I enjoy. I prefer and I the songs that I like mm -hmm. and it just become became much easier and it, it and this way of thinking also taught me that like you know there's there's always there's no lim, uh, there's no lines it's not like a box so you can always come up with your own solutions like this is something that I never heard or read from anywhere like dividing your four-hour set into one-hour sets I do that too, but in a different way. And for me, I have been in so many situations, so many gigs where what I had prepared is not the vibe. <laughs> yeah, that, that, assumption. That that is just like, I'm like, I'll never do that again because yeah. I've been in too many situations where I'm like digging past because I'm like, shoot, what, what is the vibe for right now? And so then I'll do, I'll do energies and I'll do hours. Yeah. So I'll have three different energy choices. I'm like, okay, is this, are we relaxing? Is this moody? Are we trying to melt in this couch right now? Are we trying to like close our eyes and get lost in the set? Are we trying to, you know, you know, wiggle a little bit? Are we trying to socialize while we're on the dance floor? <laughs> or are we trying to fist pump and not talk to anybody and go hard? Yeah. So those are the three energies. And then within those three energies, I have, okay, first hour, second hour, third hour. So there's like over preparation and that to me, it takes a lot more work behind the DJ deck. Yeah. You know, like I'm constantly like, but it's more fun for me. Well, you're putting the effort. Yeah. Exactly. I'm really creating something with the moment and that's, it's scarier and it, it is off the cusp, but it is more fun and it's more authentic and I've noticed when I plan something out super to the T, I get way more insecure about when I make mistakes and stuff yeah. doesn't land. And I'm just like, it's not fun. 
No, yeah, exactly. That's why actually I see it's really important that at least there should be one person. Like, at this point in our lives, you and me, just because we, we're still at the process of, of our growth, I'm sorry, of our growth. Like, mm -hmm. if you were not there in that intergalactic set, if you, if, if, you, if you didn't run to me after my set, I would punish myself so hard. I've been there. Like, and I, I'm sure that you would do the exact same if something happened, happens to you, if you didn't have Ellie or, or me on the, on the same day next to you. By the way, I saw, I saw a really good question. The, uh, I think the three of the way asked it. The, uh, the Beatport Link question. Did you see that? Uh, the Beatport how Link one. How you feel about Beatport Link with the endless options? I didn't see that, but thank you for pointing it out. It's a Rob visual question. Thank you, oh, yeah. Rob. A robe, uh, robe visual. Do, do you use Beatport Link? I do not. What is... So it just saved my life. Uh, Let's hear it. Yeah. So I went to a show. Uh, they booked me for a boat party. And I, I, I sent my writer. I sent the equipment that I needed. And they said, oh, yeah, bro. It's fully controlled. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, You got it, man. Frat boy answer. Yeah. It, it was that kind you of use a tractor, party. You right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, you can use my Serato, man. Like, And I asked them twice. Like, guys, this is really important. Do you have at least, like, you know, these two CDJs and just one mixer? Two, like, you know, two, two CDJs. CDJs. Yeah. And I went there, there was this, like, you know, ancient mixer. Like, it was really, really old. And, like, you know, I, I've been DJing for a long time, so I saw a lot of different equipments, like, in the last 10 years. But I haven't seen it that one. That was the first time that I'm seeing it. And on the side, there was this, uh, the 8-channel, the little mixer with the EQs on it, and an iPad. They were playing the music on iPad until I arrived. An and, iPad. Yeah. And they asked me, yo, bro, where's your, uh, where's your computer? I said, where's the CDJs? <laughs> I don't need a computer. I only brought my USBs. I'm going to play with the USBs. I said, oh, no, bro, we don't have it. So I take that I iPad <laughs> and I went, I went on Safari. I, went, I logged into my Beatport account and I activated the Beatport link. So uh, I, found, I found an app called DJ Mix or something on App Store. <laughs> Fruity Lips. <laughs> yeah, Just stuff like that. And I downloaded that app. And apparently, I, could, I was able to uh, log into my Beatport Link account from that app. And I, I was able to see all the songs that I downloaded previously. And I purchased on, on Beatport via Beatport Link. So throughout the whole day, so this, this was me. No CDJs, no nothing. A small screen iPad. I'm mixing through the iPad with the Beatport Link songs, and I was just trying to do the EQ, EQ mix stuff. But it it saved me on that day. It helped wow. me out with the Beatport Link. But it was <laughs> it was it was the most hectic setup that I've Tree ever of the seen. Way. Thank you for the tip. Um, so I'm confused. So it it links to like a recommended artist or no? It actually it, it works like Spotify. So oh. it gives you it gives you offline reach to all of your playlists, all of your oh. purchased songs. Oh, that's one of the one of, that's one of the possibilities. Another possibility is this Denon uh, DJ controller. Uh huh. It works on that. Yeah, it's called Beatport Link and Denon. Oh, so that's why they did it. So that Serato yeah. Tractor and Denon. Absolutely. It's it's probably compatible with all of them now, huh? Uh, no, not with the Pioneers. What? And, yeah. 
I oh, mean, be, well, not it's, the Bigfoot Link yeah, part. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have an internet connection on the Pioneers, I believe. But in that Denon one, you can actually plug in an Ethernet cable, the Ethernet cable, and you can just directly play any song from Beatport if you have the Beatport link. So you don't you don't even actually have to purchase the songs as well. If you, you can you can play the full song from there. Wow, that's crazy. Um, it it actually it's more and more DJs started using it. I still don't find it that useful, like not that necessary because yeah, I'm getting my music from the weirdest holes and nooks and crannies. I mean, not only that, but it just gives you the op the possibility of you 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 have the all Beatport database. I don't know that many of the artists. I like you know there's n there's no chance of me to listen that much of songs and to be able to play those songs. And I never I never play the songs that I don't know every every single second of it. Yeah. I never listen it on the go. Yeah. That's something that I'm trying not to do yeah i think like when i'm in my car or like when i'm running or like when i'm not in front of a dj deck i'm listening to spotify but my spotify playlists are super different like they're for me when i'm alone not like for like a party on my usb and then all, my, all, all the music on my my usb and my record box is like so different <laughs> and i'm like wow this is cool like this yeah. is such a difference well i was uh, i was i was listening it really hardcore Gangsta rap song when I, when I was driving here. Which one? Uh, it's it, it, it's actually Turkish, by it's the way. So I mean, the funny. Turkish artist who were born and raised in UK, and then another Turkish artist born and raised in French. So they're actually sing to each other in a really aggressive way, like. But one of them is singing in the British accent English, and the other one is singing in French. <laughs> so it's just like the whole song is a this aggressive tone. Wait, what's it called? I think it, it, it's called Polemic. Polemic. Uh, it's the uh, Central C and Freet. MC Freeze or something. I'm going to put a link to that in the description of Let the me, I, I don't know if, you, if, I, if I text it to you right now, you're going you're gonna to be able to send the link? I'll, I'll send it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you text it to me right now. I'm going to also put it in the link to the description of the podcast when okay. I put it out. The, the, the rap song you yeah, said, right? Yeah, the rap song. Okay. That's one thing that on season two I'm really adamant about is like showing a lot of like new songs or famous or, or favorite. I don't know if, they, if they're going to be able to hear it like this. Should I do it? Um, no, nah. it, it, it might not come. It might not come through the microphone. You have to hold it up to the mic. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's uh, by the way, this is also another thing that I really like to see from the other artists too. Like when you're driving with your other DJ friends in the car. Yeah, what they listen to. Yeah, what they listen to. Yeah. It's just like a, if they're not opening any dance song, actually I enjoyed it really, really right? a lot. It's it's really have it's really good for I'm me. I'm not gonna lie, when I get into somebody's car and they've got some fucking oons oon shit, I'm like, can we not? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're driving back from it. I don't know. Yeah, from from like, or yeah, you're like, okay, this is like not what I. It's like, Ooh, where are we going? The cops yeah. are coming. Exactly. I we I have I had some bad Uber experiences. Let's hear them yeah? right now. Yeah. Are you sure. Okay. Ah, Doa solo. Doa Doa is back. Who? Uh no, uh, someone someone is following. I saw it on the screen. Oh. Doa. A Turkish guy. Oh. I understood it from the uh, from the last name. So uh, the Uber the Uber, yeah, the Uber incident, right? 
<laughs> so we w we went to this after party once, and this happened actually towards the end of the 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 very first lockdown. Like it, it was our friend's house, and he invited us. He was he said that like you know I have a couple of people over. Why don't you come? We're gonna do a uh, polemic. Yeah. Oh, the spider fighting. Yeah. I I sent the thing. Oh, uh, I'm not allowed to send links. You can say. I'll just text it. Or. I'm so, I'm I'm writing it to you. One sec. One second, guys. Just write it in the chat. Uh, how how am I gonna? Oh yeah. Oh. I'm in there too. Central C. Polymer. Thank you for everyone coming. Tree of. By the way, yeah, the interaction is awesome. Yeah. Tree of the way. Thank you so much for the hug and the tip. It means the world to us. And. Your heart is becoming softer and more vulnerable, which is your goal in life right now. That is such a perfect goal. Whisper I'd like me. to challenge that. How how are you going to become more vulnerable? How are you becoming more softer? Because it's the tools that will allow you to get there. I'm yeah. excited to hear what you say. Anyways, Uber stories. Let's yeah. plug in here. It. So yeah, it's towards the end of the first first lockdown. You know. Uh, it's related, it's relatable because it's relevant because like, you know, you know, there was no Ubers. You were not able to call an Uber or Lyft from anywhere to anywhere. You just have to, had to wait like, you know, hours and hours. So the only option, only possible option was calling an Uber Excel. Yeah. Like not instead of the, instead of an Uber Yeah, X. I've been there. I've been to certain cities. It's yeah. Like, so it takes an hour for them to come. You're like, what did people do before Ubers? Yeah. So for me and Nas, we just we just ordered this huge car <laughs> going out of that after party and where was the after party? It it was it was a, it was a house in Beverly Hills. When uh, was this? Uh, towards the end of the first lockdown, very first lockdown. <laughs> uh, and we I think we were at that party at least ten hours, so we were actually pretty tired and exhausted. And the only thing that we had in our minds are. Let's get home, Let's get, get some home. grub, and oh, yeah. go to sleep. Exactly. So we hop in that Uber. The guy was waiting us outside, sitting on top of his car, sitting on top of his car. And as soon as he saw us, like, I, I, I'm not sure if it's exactly how I, how I saw this, but the guy was actually, like, this short guy, short chubby guy, and he, he started running to us, screaming, Oh my god, I've been waiting for you guys! Oh, let's come in! And hop in, hop in, hop in, hop in! Or it <sighs> sounded like that to me at the time. I, I was like, Nas, I don't want to go into this car. It's too much for me right now. <laughs> and in that 25-minute, I'm so sorry to say this, but he didn't stop talking a single second and Nas and Nas and I'm like I'm su we we try to be always super kind to You're, everyone you guys are the nicest thank you and I had to say the guy like you know bro we just got up from a party and like if you can just keep it quiet in the car that would be really awesome and he said oh okay sorry sorry my talk bothered you right okay let's music time and Nas told him that I'm a DJ he said all right guys that's music time let me open some music for you Hit play. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. Sun is already killing me. And I just want to go home, please. I was almost throwing myself out of the car. It's, it, it, it was a really hard experience. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> I've had very similar situations where I'm like, 
I'm not trying to connect with you about everything right now. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to be alone and get a ride. That's like, actually so LA. I'm not trying to be connecting <laughs> with you. Right <laughs> But there's some, there's sometimes where, like, I'm not in a mood to, yeah. and, and I, I tell them, this is what I always say. Like, not always. Like, I've only been in this situation two or three times ever. Usually I'll talk to them, you know, I'm the one talking to them, trying to be yeah. nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I say, you know, I usually would love to connect with you, but I just don't <laughs> have it in me right now. Do you think we can sit in silence together? And I say it like that. And how, how did they react? Yeah, they, they're like, okay, no problem. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, One time this I'm guy turned on that. classical. I'm like, you get me. You really get me. Oh, okay, like that's Like some beautiful. Mozart. And I was like, okay, we can, we can be in silence. We're, we're getting smarter as we speak. If, if, if you did that to my Uber driver, I know that the guy won't stop talking and also <laughs> will try to push you more and more. But yeah, that's that's a that's a really nice. Way. I have I have been in a car with somebody who was like that, and the guy didn't stop. Well, also I was like, you know what? Like I think I'm going to just talk to him more than he's talking to me. Ah, uh, yeah, that that, <laughs> you know? that could be a way too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Swiftmo is writing a lot. It's Swiftmo it's really is cool. the moderator. He's the best. Ah, uh, he's the moderator. Yeah, he he and I made these. Uh, like channel reward, redemption reward points, and we made um, oh. the emotes together. He helped me design them. Yeah, he's the best. Shout out to Swiftmo for making shit happen. We love you. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Um, so there's a couple more things I want to talk about before we wrap up this conversation. You talked a lot about like Burning Man. And yeah. I always love to ask people this question because for me, Burning Man, every single year, has been epiphany smack in the face after epiphany smack in the face. And I'd like to know, you know, what were your major takeaways, good and bad, from your Burning Man experience? Is, have you only been one time? I have only been one okay. time. And beautiful. Um, a really beautiful question. Because, like, it's actually gonna, gonna say a lot about what I was trying to tell you throughout the whole stream. And everybody gonna understand it nicely, too. Turkey. A traditional country. I ha I ha I had my own ways of growing up, etc., etc. The first moment, the first memory that I have about Burning Man is parked at our location. Uh, uh, we we parked our location at the in our camp. We were part of the camp called Wondrous Three Thirty and G. It's like an old school Burning Man camp. Wow, that's close to where I was. Yeah, that's four thirty and F or. Something like that. Uh, what was the name of the camp? Do you remember? Uh, Entheos. Entheos. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we parked our RV and I, we hopped off the car. So can you imagine my my boundaries, my walls? I went on to the guy, the the, the owner of the camp and his wife, with a handshake. I went I went <laughs> them with a handshake. Hi, my name is Borak. With a handshake, he hit my hand and he said like you know. What do you mean? This is Burning Man. Bring it on, boy. And he gave me the best hug that I've ever, ever received from anyone in the world. Like, he, he just hold me so good that, like, he, with just one hug, he broke so many walls, so many taboos in my mind with just, with a single hug. And I thought that, like, you know, 
the first the first taboo that he hit is not everybody is bad. You don't have to have trust issues. You can trust the people even though you're seeing them for the first time. You never know what's gonna what's gonna be the outcome. So stop worrying about the negative side. Stay positive and like you know try to focus on what might come out as positive. So just hug him. Give him the love, unconditional love. Radical self or radical uh participation. And radical pers- radical participation. Community. Yeah. yeah. The second thing with just single hog they uh they taught me is it's 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 there is nothing wrong there's nothing wrong showing compassion and love openly. No one's going to make fun of you to just because you say Antoinette, I love you. You are a beautiful human being or Brendan, I love you man. I love you. I love you just because you are Brendan. A radical inclusion. That's what I couldn't think of earlier. Yeah. Or Oliver, I love you. Or the uh, Deuce. I mean, man, I'm just going to spend my whole night Was there some shame you. from, your, from like your upbringing or your culture or where, where you were that, that made you feel like you weren't able no, to show compassion? No, but I, I don't know. This, I, I wouldn't call it shame. But in the traditional mindset... Like you, you're expected to be like, you know, coming from that culture, that part of the world. It's like, you know, you can apply this. It has nothing to do with the coming from a Muslim country. The Italians are the same too. The Greek people are the same too. Even though they are open, they're European, Mediterranean, Mm -hmm. or the Lebanese people are the same too. Uh, Like, you know, you have to, you have to stay calm. Like, you know, stay like a brick. Like, don't show that much of emotions. Like it's it's just a traditional thing. A lot of of Italian friends of mine, like blown away when when they move into America, they change themselves instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So, like the the European culture sort of blocks you away from being fully fully free. But again, just just like in everything, there are yings and yangs out of it. Being having that kind of lifestyle is much safer. Usually you don't encounter with much problems and you usually well, th- well that's the thing you know the people that spend the money to go to the burning man and bring the community they're not dangerous but no. in other places you know these dangerous wounds have made people distant and have grown walls there you between go. you know connecting and and trusting strangers especially Correct. women oh yeah especially towards the woman and especially between the women too like i i i can, I can watch for that from personal experience as well but the second thing is, this is the main reason why I call. I also graduated in college, American culture and literature, so American history. Mm-hmm. That that's my degree. Uh, that's why I like to call America Wild West, like the the possibility of freedom and what has been done in the soil for freedom back then. Is there's no other. There's not that enough amount of, like, you know, there, there's not much examples of it on the other side of the world. So, actually, the American people, the American mentality is, like, you know, being, being super free and being super, like, associated with freedom. So, if you're actually blocking my freedom, okay, that's, that's where, I, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Compared to the European one, I should hold myself off a little bit and I should watch and observe. And as long as it's safe, I should proceed. So that's the main and big difference. I found it. I found this 
like the American way of living, the free, free mindset of living is better for me, or Burning Man kind of living is better for me. Even though I hurt, I get hurt from time to time. Usually, I get the good out of it, mm -hmm. like lessons. jump, jumping on it. Yeah, I, I learn lessons. Yeah, yeah, as well. But yeah, so that's that's what I can say. That this is the the biggest outtake that I learned from Burning Man. Love. I've had similar situations because I remember before all this happened, or before I went to Burning Man, I was feeling like a little not insecure, but like distant from people that were different from me. Just kind of like, oh, that's not my crowd. Yeah. And, you know, I noticed because of all the principles and because of the, the everybody was so warm and welcoming and loving unconditionally that I'm like, no, this is the way to be. <laughs> right. And also it works out better for people like you and me, because if we go back to the beginning of our talk, we, we are the people who's looking for approval as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Looking for the constant approval. We're all just me. Mirrors to each other. Exactly. We are mirrors of each other. Check how you to scroll, Chase. No, it's... Look at the... Look at the... You can't really see it because it's not moving. Okay. There. Uh, Swiftmore says the, the time and the... Something... I'm trying to scroll. Like, there we go. So, tree of the way. I, I totally get what you mean by accepting reality and, and what is and, and not deluding to yourself. Yeah, feeling comfortable. and it, Whenever I sing in front of people or play my bass, it's a whole nother vulnerability. You're not alone on that. And I'm sure Borak can contest with his guitar playing as well. Yeah. I think, I think for you, I think just being really honest about like the facts of what is and not allowing yourself to get wrapped up in the story of like what you think it should be would be really helpful with those tools it's important to be soft and vulnerable also like what what brought that uh what wrecked that barrier barrier for me was like before like hopping on the guitar on the dj set I think I, I practiced like six months. I've been playing guitar for a long time, but I stopped playing and I, during COVID, that was also one of the things that I decided to do. I'm going to get back on guitar. I, I'm just going to play it as a you're hobby. You're so good. Oh, thank you so much. You, you're so good at the bass too. I'm, you, I'm, you're a multi-instrumentalist. I'm, I'm, I'm learning the bass. I, I'm not very good at playing it yet, but it's just fun to play it. It actually looks really beautiful on you. You, you sort of like, even though you have it or not, you, you on the stage. I can say that for you. Uh, it looks really good. You look really good on the stage. You fit Thanks. to that, like you know, standard, standard look. But yeah, for guitar, I practiced like six months, and when I decided to do the guitar up on the stage. I was already put so much effort, like, you know, I, I already had the swollen fingers and everything. And I was already in, I was already in pain, uh, like putting all this effort and everything. And I was, I, I was feeling ready. And even though I was feeling ready, if it didn't work out, I, I, I wouldn't feel bad. I would, because I, I, I put my put my everything in it yeah that's why you shouldn't you should do it here's here's my advice here's my advice to, to this type of topic 
before, like a lot of people ask me, they're like, oh, how do you get new music? Or how do you find music? And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, how did you pick up the bass? I found a way to enjoy figuring it out. Yeah. And that's with everything. Same thing with making music. You know, a lot of people ask me, I am just getting eaten alive by something right here. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people ask me, they're like, oh, like, how did you learn how to make music? Like, I'm trying to get into it. Or how did you learn how to DJ? It's like, I got up and I figured it out. Yeah. And I did it. Like, yeah, you failed. I, you, I, it you sounded failed. like shit. It yeah. sounded like shit for a long time. And I just did it by myself until I was happy with it. And I think that's with all instruments. <laughs> you get bitten. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're eating you right now. <laughs> I have the tastiest blood. Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys. So unfortunately, my computer crashed during this interview, and I'm really bummed out about it because Borak is the best, and we were having such a great conversation, and the vibes were super high. But unfortunately, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes, and my computer crashed, and the stream failed, and I'm really upset about it. This week has been super tough. I spent five hours at Apple, reformatted my computer. I've had like seven different appointments with tech specialists. My computer should be able to do what I'm doing. I, I spent a lot of money on this computer. It's an advanced computer. But unfortunately, that's just how it goes sometimes. And I was just saying, you got to fall in love with the journey. So here we are, and I'm making the best of the situation. But I did want to say thank you, everyone who came out. I love seeing you guys in the chat. I'm so, so grateful for all your energy. I love your questions. It means the world to me. Thank you, Avracadabra, for hosting. And we will see you next Wednesday from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Wednesday on Abracadabra's Twitch. Next week's guest is Digits. They are a duo from Los Angeles. They make really cool music and they're going to be doing an hour-long podcast and an hour-long live modular performance. So I'm really excited to show you guys some of the more experimental music that I'm into and these guys are super rad. So... I will see you all on Tuesday for Forgotten Magic, also streamed on Abracadabra's Twitch from 5 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm so excited to have Danny G as a guest, and I hope you all have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. Thank you.